Stop Dragons Gaming Podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Say Stop Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's day. Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you competitors listen to. This week, we are fusing fury and love in Valheim. The news is being direct. Our topic is getting romantic. And our dragon this week likes to go fast defeating his opponents, professional fighting game player Dominic Sonic Fox McLean. And as always, I'm still alone in the woods, but now I'm building a house and fighting a deer god. I'm Brian. And I'm planning on starting a music festival in our living room, and I'm going to call it Couchella. Yep. My name is Troy. My Kickstarter games got funded, and I'm Manda. And I am totally a cat super saiyan Goku Mario. My name's Joe. Hey, everyone. Uh, you might notice that Lewis is not going to be here this week. He uh, he had some homework to do. Uh, you know, schooling comes first, man. You know, schooling comes story. first. <laughs> See, like right? trying to be smarter for what end? I don't know what the phrase is. Uh, <laughs> to what end? To what end? Maybe it'll make end. the murdering easier. You would know if you were uh, more educated. I, I probably should have stayed in school. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I also messed up what I was saying. So, you know, us, us people are, you know, we're just not schooled correctly. Lewis, come back and raise our IQ. Uh, can we nickname him Professor? I like it when <gasps> people have to nickname oh. Professor. What Only a, if it's like Professor pro- Murder. Professor Murder. <laughs> Holy that crap. That is a great name. Like, that's a great wrestling name, I yeah. think. That's a good like, wrestling Professor game. Professor Murder comes out. That's a good wrestling game. That's a good, like, Street Fighter name. Uh, that's a good, like, like if you're a competitive cook, <laughs> like a competitive chef name. <laughs> that's a good DJ name, actually. Yeah, I can imagine it with the air horns. Professor Murder. That's the, yeah. That's how you tell if it's a good DJ name. At air horns. It is. I, Definitely. I it's by air horns. <laughs> also, Troy, your, your opening, I had to try really hard not to laugh at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is exactly what my life is like. Amanda has unwillingly been to Couchella for I the have. past month. I have. <laughs> this, this music festival hasn't gone anywhere. It's just staying. <laughs> You'll find out when I talk about my game. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, speaking of which, let's get to our games this week. What are you playing? And you know what, Manda, would you like to start us off this week? Sure thing. This week, we played a game together, uh, Mr. Troy and myself and all of Twitch. We played I Love You, Colonel Sanders for Valentine's Day. Oh, it was so great. That game is bonkers. (laughs) Yeah. Bonkers. (laughs) Uh, First and most importantly, uh, I learned how to spell the word colonel. Which is also bonkers. There's so many more L's than you would think. And there's no R's. An R belongs in that word. But back to the video game. It is more chicken themed than I was expecting. But somehow in just the the best way. It is so incredibly charming. Um, It's just like... It's exactly the dating sim that you think it's going to be, but you're just unexpectedly more happy to play it than you than than well, at least I thought I was going to be. The what's colonel like, is uh-huh. yeah. What's like the quick premise of it? Okay, so you're in cooking school uh, with your best friend, uh, and you're in cooking classes. You have two rivals, and then you have like three friends, and then the colonel's in there, and he's the most popular, most talented boy in school, and you get to choose who you want to date. Um, obviously, we're dating the colonel uh, because he's majestic. I think is the word. Uh, at one but point, he rides in on a horse. He does. And he's very suave. He has, like, these dramatic hand gestures and stuff. He's always, like, holding his chin or, like, stroking his uh, goatee. But a close second place to the colonel was the fry, the friar. You can date a piece of machinery, and yeah. he's adorable. 
It's like this robot air fryer. I don't know if it's an air fryer. It's just a robot fryer, I guess. He doesn't speak any actual words, but people are always responding to what he's saying like they understand. And apparently he's very (laughs) charming, uh, very funny, and and, and also quite romantic. So I think a good second place is the air fryer. Nice. So is this like a dating game? Yes. Or what kind of game is this? Yeah. Yes, it is nice. a dating sim. It's like a dating sim and very much like a like a narrative adventure or a narrative uh, interactive novel. There's definitely a lot of uh, reading elements. And you kind of decide dialogue. You have like dialogue options. So you can decide uh, how to um, get out of a certain situation or not. It's like charming fast food propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah because the answer to every question isn't chicken but it might as well be like sometimes it's mashed potatoes sometimes <laughs> it's biscuits but normally it's just like yeah. fried chicken is the yeah. answer the, the, these characters yeah. live in a world where kfc like rules the planet 11 herbs and spices nice and it's worth noting That's that this awesome. game Homemade is made potatoes. by the kfc marketing team yeah <laughs> yes and it's completely free as well right yes yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> that's awesome I, I think by uh watching you guys play i think my favorite part about it is all of like the different references in the game like one of them is for jojo's bizarre adventure and i think that oh, person's really? name is ken ken oh yeah. i went right over my head so like that, it's got like the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure hair, like the 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 shirt, oh, like, all that mean stuff. Oh, you Van Van the Man that. Man. Van Van. Yeah, the Van man, Van. Man. There we go. Yeah, Van yeah. Van. There yeah. it is. Yeah, there, there is a whole. So he's like Jotaro. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing definitely has a nice like anime look to it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that one character definitely? Do you think she's definitely Wendy's? Or where do you think that one character is with like the ponytail? Because uh, there's one character who just to me screams Wendy's. But I don't know if it is or isn't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I would love to have a dating sim that is just all of the fast food mascots. You got Ronald, you got the Hamburglar, you got Wendy, and then you just go on dates with them. No, to like... it should be like Smash Brothers. It should be like a, a fighting game. And you all like fight with French fries. I would be that just would fine be with amazing. that either. I would pick Grimace every single time. Grimace for life. Hamburglar, no? Hamburglar. Whatever. Wendy or the Hamburglar? <laughs> <laughs> I like stripes. <laughs> I feel like Arby's would just be a giant sandwich, so I'd probably go with the meats. It's not a bad choice. It's not a bad choice. <laughs> just be a round pink sandwich. It's just Kirby. <laughs> it's just Kirby. <laughs> All right, awesome. So that was um, I Love You, Colonel Sanders. Yep, yep. Nice. And then, uh, you know, I'll go next. The game I play this week is called Valheim, which is a survival game set in like it's like norse purgatory you are a viking warrior uh pretty much odin has summoned you because he needs uh warriors in order to battle stuff classic odin. <laughs> he doesn't explain classic no <laughs> i need you to find no, things odin i'm doesn't not do gonna anything. give you the details hashtag odin yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know a classic survival game you know you're out there you're you're chopping down trees you're you're collecting ore you're battling deer gods <laughs> Like you do. Uh, this this game actually very much reminds me of like what if Terraria was like a third person survival game. Okay. Because you do su- you summon different gods using like specific things like you would in, in Terraria. You summon the bosses by doing specific things in the world. Um, and this is much like the same thing. Like in order to summon the very first boss, you have to put uh, two deer heads onto his like pedestal. And then, like, a giant deer god will come out of nowhere. It's like, all right, time to go. <laughs> you know, that doesn't happen in real life. You know, every December, I try to summon the uh, the god of chimneys with two cookies and some milk. And he, he never shows up. He never shows up. Every year. You know, 
You know, maybe you're just trying the wrong cookies. Uh. Have you tried like uh, like oatmeal raisin? <laughs> that's that's because <laughs> nobody thinks that. <laughs> yeah, nobody thinks of oatmeal raisin. You know, because those are terrible cookies. <laughs> but you know what? I think I think the chimney god might like them. Gosh. <laughs> you know, Brian, we normally disagree on a lot of things when it comes to food, but I really hate raisins. So you're right. Those are terrible. <laughs> But this game is a lot of fun. Um, a, a lot of it has kind of taken over the Twitch universe by storm as well. Uh, it has sold two million copies in two weeks, so it is. It just came out two weeks ago, so this is. I guess I'm going to consider it a new, new release. release. Personally, uh, but you know, this game has been playing by so many Twitch people now as well. It is like the next. I think big fad game, although I think it might hang around for a little while as well. It's not just going to be like for one week and then be done. It's got some legs. Uh, but this game's a lot of fun. Uh, you can build like so many intricate houses in it. And if you happen to set a fire inside of your house, like a campfire, uh, you will die of smoke inhalation. <laughs> wow. Uh. That's important. That's fun. Yeah, it's got some like reality aspects to it as well. Uh, you actually do need to uh, support structures with uh, with uh, structural like uh, components, so you can't just build stuff in the middle of the air; <laughs> it will fall down. Is eventually. there a hunger so. meter? There is. Okay, there I'm is. out. This doesn't it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't pressure you into it, but you do get more he health. Said, he said if you survival. Eat okay, I know, but sometimes yes, it it's, is, sometimes it is survival, survival is just like make a house or something, but. <laughs> but, yeah, all right. it's it's fine i like don't starve i like terraria i could get down with that yeah yeah, yeah. uh and it's only 20 bucks is this on the pc uh yes this is on steam right now and it's only 20 bucks it's, uh, it's a pretty darn good value if you'd like to join the same world that i have joined uh you can put in your seed as todd podcast capital t-o-d-p and then lowercase oddcast <laughs> that's the exact what i am using so so yeah that's my game, Valheim. Valheim. And then what about you, Joe? What did you play this week? I finally got to enjoy Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> nice. I don't want to go into too much uh, depth of Bowser's Fury specifically because I feel like I will want to talk about that when it's done. We are not done with it yet. We are streaming it. And Fair I enough. do think this week we might finish it. It is a short add-on to the actual normal game. But what I do want to talk about is the normal game, which is amazing. That game was great on the Wii U. That game is just as good now. It's awesome. Everything about the whole world is charming. It's like going back to a normal like Super Mario 3D, uh, sorry, Super Mario 3 uh, type game where you have like a regular map and you kind of go between all the different little lands on the map. And But everything has like a 3D spin to it and they've made it so that you can do so much kind of more now. It's And it runs a lot smoother than it did before too. But it, it's, it's, it's still great. I haven't gotten to the hardest levels I've ever played in video games yet, but I'm excited to get there. It's, I would just want to play Cat Mario all the time. Just just constant Cat Mario. I play as Cat Toad, uh, specifically. Yeah. Much better, Toad. Much better. <laughs> much better. Yeah, he runs faster, so he goes through everything. Like, when bad guys start to chase you, you're like, yeah, whatever. I can always just run fa- run you. It's fine. But uh, And he has a weird jump, and I really like his weird jump. Uh, the Cat Mario, Cat Toad, like, all of the, the, the running up the walls things is still really fun. Mm-hmm. And I did play it on the Wii U, so I had a great time on that system as well. A lot of our friends played it. And we a lot of friends got together and the physics in the game are really fun because you you can hit each other. Right. So a lot of the time, if you play with more than one person, you don't make it to the end fast. (laughs) You don't even make it to the end half the time. I I hear that a way to end friendships is to play this game multiplayer. (laughs) I believe it. 
I absolutely, especially some of the levels where the amount of coordination, it's like overcooked on like crack. Wow. You really can't be like, at least overcooked, all you're doing is a three minute like, oh man, they didn't get their food. I guess I only get one star, not the end of the world. This, it's like, you don't pass the level. It says too bad. Y'all die. There's uh, bubbles of you all over the place and you're like pop and then you fall. It's it's great. It's really great. Awesome. I, I'm so happy that that's getting re-released because it really is like a sleeper hit because not a lot of people had the Wii U. So a lot of people missed that game and they missed one of the best Mario games made. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for this. And that they didn't just bring it back. They actually added the Bowser's, Bowser's Fury. It's just like mwah, icing on the cake. Agreed. Kaiju Bowser is everything. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I, like, I, I know I'm going to want to talk about this as soon as... like Next week, I will most likely be talking about it okay. in, in full depth. Bowser's Fury thus far has been an amazing addition to the game. Nice. They didn't even have to do it. But wow, is it great that they did. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. So that was Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Nice. And then what about you, Troy? What would you play this week? I played a game called fuser which is a rhythm game where you take on the role as a dj at a big old large music festival concert oh y'all i've been waiting for this game for a while this is listen it's made by harmonics which is one of my favorite like game companies i started playing their games back before guitar hero like I'm going to be that that millennial a-hole right now. <laughs> it's like, I was playing them before they were popular. Even further back than that, Amplitude is one of my favorite games of all time. And it is a, a game where you're shooting notes to a song to make to make the song happen. It's a brilliant idea. And I it really enjoyed seeing the company transform over the over the years. This indie company become like a AAA company and then get squashed back down. <laughs> so I love the journey Harmonix uh, has gone on. A couple of years ago, they came out with a tabletop game called Drop Mix, which was a card-based collecting game where you would, instead of, where you would pretty much collect four cards. And those four cards would be four different parts of a song. It'd be the bass, the lyrics, the guitar, and like the percussion. And then you would have this board and you would drop it on the board and it would like magically play the percussion from like, you know, Donna Summer's The Hot Stuff or something. Or like DMX, <laughs> you know, X going to give it to you. And then you would take another card from a different song. You would take, yeah, like the drums from DMX and then vocals from Donna Summer and then slam it on there as well. And then you start like remixing this song. You do like a mashup. And it was so cool. But my problem with it was it was a card collecting game. Meaning if you buy a pack of cards, it'll have like just one part of that song in that pack. You'll just have the vocals. You won't have anything else. And it's like, what am I going to do if I don't have, you know, the horns for X going to give it to you? It's What does it even, what is it, what does it even the, matter? What's even the point? <laughs> Why? What's the point? What's the yeah, point? What's the point? <laughs> and then you'd have to buy different cards to hope that when you open it, you will get that card. It was really an annoying system, but ambitious. I didn't. I didn't know that about the game because I had it. I had drop mix. I love drop yeah. mix, but I only bought sets of cards. Like it would be like, here's your your sizzling hot summer pack, and it would be like it would give you all of all the of pieces them. of whatever it was. But it was like twenty bucks for like I think it was like twenty five or thirty it, cards. It was con so yeah. it wasn't like they were packs. It was like they were already pre setting it up for you. Yeah, and I had like four of the packs of those cards. I think Brian had got it for me for <laughs> Christmas one of the years, and I was like. This is the best thing ever. I played it with, with a friend of the podcast, Nakia, a yeah. couple times. Like, I finding someone to play with was the hardest thing about drama, drop mix was for me, though. It, Nobody wanted to play after a while. I was like, this thing is so cool. It was it was a better <laughs> toy than a game. 
Is the new version competitive? So the new version does have competitive aspect and a cooperative aspect as well. I've tried the competitive version of it. And yeah, man, what is cool about this game, Fuser, it, it's taken that tabletop game and it turned it into a video game. So you no longer have to collect all of these things. If you want all four parts of the song, you just buy that one song or it's already in the game for you. There's no fetching for it. It's magical. The best thing about this game is that it works. <laughs> like it doesn't make sense, but it works. Yeah. The fact that I'm able to to take like three different genres, take Carly Ray Jepsen's Maybe and smash it up with Can't Stop the Feeling from Justin Timberlake and then throw in uh, Young MC's Bust a Move and then it like clicks. One of my most serene moments this year in, in gaming so far has been taking Erasers A Little Respect and mixing it with Take On Me by Aha because those they, they both go into this beautiful falsetto and the way you can mix back and forth, it's like it's like transcendent. <laughs> the the downside <laughs> is is they only give you the popular part of the song. Yeah. Because they only give you the part that you wanna hear. They give you the loop. But for yeah. someone who isn't playing, that just means you hear that 45 seconds of a song over and over <laughs> and over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> So Couchilla is what yeah, you're saying. Couchilla. Couchilla lasts 45 seconds. Which, I, think, I think what Troy and I are saying is we're sorry, Amanda and Ryan. We're really sorry. Which is, which is why if I'm going to rate this game, I would give it a five out of five sandwiches. But they're just sandwiches I like. This isn't like a general sandwich. It's like a very specific sandwich that like I'm really into. Like tuna and jalapenos and, and like bacon. Like it's a very specific sandwich that only I would like. Although I should be clear, it's not terrible to be in the room. But it's definitely the type of thing where you're like, well, now I have to listen to that whole song because I'm, I'm yeah. just going to be thinking about that 30 seconds until I remember what the rest <laughs> of the song is like and then it'll be out of my head. For me, it works because I, I love music. But honestly, I don't remember a lot of lyrics to music. So really, it's only given me the part of the music that I remember anyway. So it's, it's it, once again, yeah. just perfect for what, what I want from that video game. Cool. It, it's fantastic. Endless, nice. endless possibilities. Big ups to harmonics. And uh, yeah, that's Fuser. And my DJ guy looks so dumb and so great. He's your most stereotypical. He's got a man bun that like fades from like black to white and like a and like pants that's also a skirt. It's it's so good. He's just he's just that's amazing. Yeah, he's tripping on ayahuasca the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that sounds you know that sounds like a couchilla to me right there. <laughs> tripping on ayahuasca, boom. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So that was Fuser. All right. So I'll do it for our games. That brings us to our news segment. Joe loves editing that. So to begin us off this week, the Mortal Kombat movie is going to be coming out later this year. And its trailer also just came out this week. What did you guys think of it? I loved it. I loved it. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's it's what I want from a Mortal Kombat. It looks serious, but then also really like camp and over the top. <laughs> like it looks dumb, but at, in like a great way. At first, I was very afraid because the beginning Why? of the trailer is very serious, and I was like, "Please oh, yeah. don't make this a serious film." And then towards <laughs> the end, it started to get campy. And then by the time Scorpion was like, "Get over here," I was like, "All right, they know what they're doing. We're okay. We're gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be okay, guys." I mean, it starts with Jax getting his arms like frozen and exploded off his body yeah it was awesome oh god <laughs> there were a lot of people on the internet that had t- taken a still of the lady licking the um 
the sigh. Uh, who, it's Melina. That? Okay, that's Melina. Okay, okay. It's got to be. It's got to yeah. be. Yeah. All right. All right. Because the bottom of her fan, like, whenever she took it off, I mean, it was always, like, that crazy, like, disjawed, like, okay. just sharp teeth scariness. It was great. Here, yeah. Here's what I'm excited about is the fact that when they last made a Mortal Kombat game, Mortal Kombat had, like, the zero story. I mean, it had, like, a really big, like, lore, but it didn't have any actual, like, scene work. Like, the past 10 years of Mortal Kombat has had actually really good cinematic movie-esque uh, story elements to it in mm-hmm. the game itself. So if they're going to be able yeah. to bring some of that lore no, and some of that use pathos. Any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Onaga's not happening. <laughs> Onaga, he's dragon oh, no. ride and oh, he's no, really guys. good. It's okay, all right. Okay. You, oh, no, you said the word. Uh, sorry, sorry. The screenplay writer who's writing this Mortal Kombat is also the screenplay writer of Doom and The Expendables and Godzilla okay. the 2014. So I, I think that kind oh, okay. of Doom gives you movie? a nice flavor. Yeah, yeah okay. the 2005 movie. I think The Rock was in it. Um, gives you a nice flavor yes. as to to what this movie's going to be about. He nice. also wrote Wonder Woman yeah, 1984, so don't get your hopes up too they, much. They did they <laughs> did do something cool that we, we talked about a bit after watching the trailer. Is the main character seems to be a new character, yes. which is a really nice way I think of them, or could be a nice way for them to introduce the concept of Mortal Kombat. Right, because that character like, has to learn about yeah. the universe yeah. along with anyone who, exactly. who doesn't know. Yeah, he's the everyman. I, oh man, I kind of hope they just kill him as soon as he gets there. <laughs> right, like he helps everyone explain like, everything, and then he just gets like oh, shoved gosh. into space. Gone. Yeah. I agree. It's, I agree. Oh, please, please. And then somebody has to say fatality and then cut to, cut the <laughs> credits. That's all we need. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, well, you know, the next little bit, though, Nintendo had their first direct of the year. And uh, there were so many things discussed, but nothing was more disappointing than the boss of Legend of Zelda coming out and being like, we got nothing. We got, we got, we got, we got nothing. There was there, there's Skyward Sword that most of you guys oh don't gosh. like. They, but hey, they shouldn't have nothing. put Skyward Sword at the end of that. That that was that was so mean to do that to Skyward Sword. Like I appreciated them coming out and saying like, "Hey, we don't have anything new for you yet. We'll have something yeah. new by the end of the year." Like I, I kind of appreciated that because yes. it's still like giving it's still giving the fans like, "Hey, don't don't be that disappointed. We know we wish we could. We can't." But then to go on that rampage of like... There's a nice acknowledgement yeah. about them understanding what the fans want. So it doesn't seem like they're totally just out there and they're not connected to their base. That shows that they are and they care enough to be like, hey, we apologize. We know what you want. We don't have it right now, but we're working on it. But as you're right, Joe, putting Skyward Sword after it. It was just not fair. Because even if you... like, I So I, I know amongst us who were all... We were all enjoying watching it together. Yeah. Um, via Discord. So, you know, still social distancing. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're all watching it together and we're having a great time. And like, he's like, oh, and there's the one more thing. We just want to show you this thing. And I'm like, come on, Wind Waker. Right. Come on, Wind Waker. Come on, baby. Anything but that one we got. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and so I... And, and having all of us be disappointed, I will say I was very happy though. I got on the internet shortly afterwards and yes, there were a good amount of us that were disappointed, but there was a bunch of people very excited that really love the lore of that game yes, and that the really want to play game. it or had never played it because they never did the motion controls thing. Mm-hmm. So like I... I'm kind of excited to see this from a different set that, of eyes because I, I remember when I played it, I liked the story. I just... I I didn't care for the controls very much. Right. But I also got like really bored with some of it because the controls were so annoying. That you game so much stuff got, got such a hard sell from Nintendo because it came out right at the end of the Wii when the Wii U was coming yeah. out. So it kind of like got lost in the shuffle. And then I didn't even play it until the Wii U, but I had to trick my Wii U into thinking it was a Wii in order to even play it. 
<laughs> and then, and so for now, for it to get to see the, the light of day again, I hope people like it. But I don't think the Wii motion controls will age very well. And I don't think their adaptability, instead of using the motion controls to use the uh, the, the, the controller stick. The buttons. It doesn't yeah. look that fun. I, I'm, I'm a little afraid that that game just does not age well. Apparently, Japan's Nintendo Direct was a little bit better than ours is because they got oh, yeah? an announcement for... I'm going to say this wrong, but Crayon Shinchan is getting a game that's getting getting released this year, and Twitter is all abuzz with pictures of it. It looks absolutely... I'm looking at a dinosaur and oh a little gosh. guy with a red t-shirt oh and now gosh. some cows. That's Crayon. And now like a train. And okay. They're very excited about this game. It yeah. probably has to do with the movie that came out a year or two ago. I would assume so, because they always do like super tie-ins for Crayon. He's a big deal. Okay. Yeah, Crayon Shin-Chan is like their... Um, Let's just say, like, Dexter's laboratory. Like, he's their Bart Dexter. Bart Simpson. Or Bart Simpson. He's there Bart we go. He's Bart Simpson. There right. we go. So, that's that's how big Crayon Chin Chin is. So, Crayon stands uh, really enjoyed the direct. And and I also think anyone who <laughs> likes JRPGs had a oh, blast. Oh, yeah. There was a lot. Yes. And I like JRPGs. Don't yes. get me wrong. But, like, the classic, like, 16-bit, 32-bit uh, JRPGs, like, this was your direct. <laughs> <laughs> this was direct was. to you. It was. From uh, Project, also, uh, Tr- Project Trinity, Project Triangle, to Bravely Default yeah. 2, Legend of Mana. Triangle Strategy. Triangle Strategy. Triangle Thank Strategy. You. Hashtag this isn't Legends of Zelda, we promise. <laughs> 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 this isn't Octopath Traveler, we promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and then also, if you liked, uh, if you're a Splatoon fan, they did announce right. the next one, which is coming out next year in 2022. So good for you guys Spl- as well. Splatoon's a hell of a game. It is. It is. And the Smash character came out. That's right. Smash character too. Yeah. What was uh, what was her name again? Petra? Uh, Mira and Petra. 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 Yeah. Petra. Yeah. Petra. It's a it's a it's a character that you know can what? turn into another character. Xenoblade Chronicles two characters. Yeah. I just can never remember anybody's name from those games. I never played <laughs> which those games. I feel very games. bad about right now. But those are dope yeah. games. Are they? I should probably get on it one day. But they've always been a, a little scary to me. They're very long. But all right, Smash, new characters. Sounds good. I got the pass. I'll play it. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, we got the pass too. We're going to play it. (laughs) Uh, And then also, Troy has got some news that he's been dreaming about. That's right. This February 14th, Valentine's Day, we celebrated the Impy Awards. What is the Impies? Well, it is an award ceremony just for people who have made games in dreams yes dreams the the game the user generated game creator platform that came out officially last year i absolutely adore dreams i think it's one of the most important games that have come out in the past 10 years because it allows users to create their own games it's and it's a game that gives you endless games and this is a great way to highlight the people that have been that have been the most involved in making games. So everything from creator of the year to best art direction, best narrative, characters, curators, the best scare of the year. They went so deep into really uh, recognizing talent in this platform. Today, I got to peruse some of the winners. And y'all, it's just so smart. It's so great to just see one person's vision and just feel their heart and soul poured into it. I, I played everything from a from a fun game that only had one button. It was just the X button. And it's even called like press X to solve puzzle. And it's a series of puzzles where the solution is X, but it's all about different ways you press X. It, it's like little hints. Do you hold it? Do you press it? Do you not press it? Do you... And then you put get put in, in different situations to the point where you even got to a dungeon crawler. 
where it was like, press X twice to move up. Don't press X to move left. You know, press X once to move down. And it was like such a great imaginative way to take a really simple concept. But they also have shorts. I watched this beautiful like Pixar-esque short today about a little alligator with no arms who just wanted to, <laughs> to have a snowball fight with their friend but couldn't. And just like their journey. It was like... I really, I honestly felt like I was watching a, a DreamWorks or a Pixar short, and to think that this is just someone in their studio or in their house during quarantine who made this thing in a <laughs> video game, it blows me away cool. every single time. So go on the internet, look up YouTube. They had a whole award ceremony. Check out the Impy Awards. And if you have dreams, jump on in. Now is the time. They have a playlist directly in dreams. So yes. if you log in, they'll just have a list of their award winners and then you can peruse through those games, which is really cool. It's great. It's just oh, that's great. awesome. That's awesome. And now on to a Steam developer got booted off the store due to the name they chose for their company. Why? And you might be wondering what name, you know, could that possibly be that would be so offensive that would get them booted off the, uh, the store page? Uh, well, the name that they chose was very positive. <laughs> oh, like it was and, like uh, it was like you might be wondering, like it wasn't negative. Yeah, you might be wondering what's wrong with that, <laughs> and uh, it's because the name of the developer is directly below the review score of the game. So people were getting into were getting fooled into thinking that the game's rating was very positive when it was actually just the name of the good <laughs> developer. They are just hating on game. That was a. That was a great move by that company. I mean, no, no, go, go big or go home. Go overwhelmingly positive next time. <laughs> just shoot for the stars. Yeah, just go yeah. as far as high as you can. Just call your company ten out of ten. Nope, call it eleven out of ten. <laughs> yeah, it was it was ridiculous. And finally, Saudi Arabia, the country, has invested over three point three billion. Yes, with a B. Between three companies, EA, Take-Two Interactive, and Activision Blizzard. Uh, they ended up buying millions of shares in each of the companies. That's a big move. So, uh, we, yeah, we don't know what the percentage it was for each one of them, you know, how much of that company it is. But, I mean, hey, I guess they believe in, in games going forward. Um, yeah. So. After last year, gaming is like gold. Gaming yeah. is. Yeah. Come on. Or in their case, oil. I, I was going to say it, but then I didn't. I was going to say it. I just yeah. wasn't sure. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. So that will do it for our news. But you can always find us online. That's right. It's time for our halftime commercial. If you have any questions, comments, or sandwich suggestions, head on over to our Instagram page at Taste of Dragons and tell us all of your thoughts. Don't forget to follow us there. And if you're looking to get involved more in the indie game community, follow us on Twitter at Taste of Dragons. For more information on our Twitch, however, please stick around till the end of our podcast, where we'll be also highlighting our favorite chat comment from streaming this week. Back to you, Brian. Awesome. And now it's time for my favorite segment of our show, and I'm so happy it's back this week. It is Turn Up For What? Turn it for what? And this week it's with Joe from Katsusando. Welcome to a festive week in Animal Crossing. You all may have noticed a colorful splash on the wind of your towns. Confetti and feathers are floating weightlessly all over, leaving some villagers worried if the air quality will ever recover. <laughs> Even your local nooks is spicing up the airflow in town by selling confetti machines and bright, colorful, carnival-themed goodies. Festival was this week, bringing with it one of the most anticipated special guests of the year, Pave. Pave, the shimmying, shaking, festival peacock dancer, is in fuego for festival. <laughs> 
<laughs> Pope feels the spirit in the air and is shaking his tail feather for the love of festival. Many nets were busted in pursuit of feathers to give to Pave. But Pave will only dance when you bring him feathers. The festival items he gives you are correlated to the color of the feather. If you had a hard time getting certain feather colors, your villagers would have happily swapped with you. Special rainbow feathers were available floating in the wind, or you could craft them. You'll need those to change the color of multiple festival items throughout the year. Now, on to the turnips. Stonks have had a wild couple of weeks. The Sow Jones had to shut down the market a few weeks ago to alleviate the stress from turnip instability. Our sources close to the Nook family tell us an investigation is underway. We will report when the market is less volatile. And that has been your Animal Crossing Minute. This is Joe from Katsusando reminding you to look up for the shooting stars, watch your step to avoid pitfalls, and always, always save your rusted birds. Back to you, dragons. Turnip for what? I'm so happy that was back. Hell yeah. Pabe. That's right. Pave. Pave. Yo, did you guys know that Pave was on a single with KK Slider called KK Samba? Oh, I, no, I did not. They're on the album, right? Yeah. Oh, That's awesome. Nice. The album cover. Pave is dope. Nice. Man, a turn for what? Followed by a fun fact. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. <laughs> but you know what we do deserve? That's a Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. Pow. And this week, Joy's going to be bringing it to us. Uh, today, our Tasty Topic, we'll be talking a little bit about sexual orientation in games. There are some games out there where you can develop relationships with the different characters and the NPCs in the games, and they vary in their sexual orientations. So uh, I would like to know... Um, when you guys are playing the game, do you prefer if if the people who are available to date do not have a specific sexual orientation and they're just open or anything or, or pansexual or or bisexual? Or uh, do you rather that the characters have specific sexual orientations that you then work with as your character? Um, so my preference would be if the, the sexual orientation is tied to the character and that character is who they are. And from the get-go. To play devil's advocate, I'm going to say the opposite. I'm going to say that, that my preference is that characters are open and that you can date anyone across the video game, anyone that you choose. Okay, cool. Nice, nice. Uh, for myself, I also like it when characters kind of have an identity, no matter what that de- identity is, as long as it is consistent with their character and, and what, they, uh, what, what their written style is. Okay, and I too will probably just play devil's advocate then because I I actually really like it when everything is kind of open and you're discovering because you're discovering the character. So I like mm-hmm. I like the other way. Nice. Okay. I mean, you know, two for two or you know, or two and two I should say. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, two that makes two. this topic tasty. Um, it does. It does. <laughs> so so uh, Joe, for you, when it comes to just having kind of the the, the open field, what is it about that uh, freedom that appeals to you? For me, unless it's about the narrative of the game itself that you should play multiple times in different ways to experience different side mission type things type of video, unless that's the point of the game, I feel like you should, since you're the main character, it should be who you feel attached to. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about the it's not about the other character or the written character. If it's more about your experience in the game, 
I feel like if you're in love with a starfish, go be, be rocking dating the starfish. If you want to date the mermaid, date the mermaid. If you want to date the handsome guy or the handsome lady, like go for it. I feel like if the game is open enough to where it's your, it's what you want, you're living your fantasy, yeah. then every character in the game itself should be part of that fantasy world and available. I, I think I think I, I understand that if, if the game that is written, like the emphasis isn't necessarily on storytelling or it being a character-driven story like like stardew valley that's a game about farming and there are relationships yep. but it's primarily a game about farming so you can date anybody in that game um that's cool but in a game like dragon age or mass effect where it's very character driven it would seem almost silly to just have all those really deep characters like miss a very vital part of their person i, I don't know see i feel like it's not that i don't feel like it's missing anything vital i feel like as a as a straight woman, I feel like there are plenty of things out there for me to enjoy and to be very happy watching. And I feel like in video games, because it's such a personal thing, especially if it's an open type of game like that, where you're the person that's playing the game, your character is you. I And, and remember, I don't even play games like that. But but if I usually play as the character, the way they think they should play. But ultimately, I feel like there's so much out there already for me that's designed for me to enjoy that I, I kind of want any of my gay friends or my non-binary friends, if they don't want to date anybody, you know, like I, I want them to have the same experience I would have. So I kind of like that it doesn't matter who you like in the game, that the ability to date that other character or to just fall in love with another character, even if they're the same sex, mm -hmm. is is kind of cool. I, I don't know what it is. Like, it's just kind of like a, it's a neat idea to me. I just kind of um, like it. Where, where do you, where, where, what do you think, Mandy? I'm, I'm falling in the same line as Joe is I feel like, I would love to exist in a world where um, all of the characters had like their own defined identities, but I don't feel like we're there yet where there, there's such a, a myriad of, of, of sexual orientations that people have that to make a game where everyone felt like they were reflected in the circumstances would be really hard. And I almost feel like it would be easier to develop a game where it's just open, you can do whatever you want. I know it's slightly less realistic, but I do think that it's more inclusive that you can feel like I, I've had this, this connection to this person. And I would almost challenge a bit about you saying that that can happen in story-driven games because I... Wouldn't you argue that the they they would have the same reaction regardless of whether they were gay or straight or or bi or What do you mean by same reaction? Meaning if I'm in a love scene with someone does it change who I am if they're a man or a woman? Um I I think with uh with like the narrative driven games I think it for if you're if you're when you're role playing it and I think what well, I think your character can have an open sexuality and you can be whoever you want to be but if if a character if a character if I'm playing a gay character and a character is straight and then that's going to not necessarily be a, a relationship that is going to work because we have different different orientations. I would say a good example is um, uh, Brian. What was the character that you liked in Cyberpunk? Oh man, um, I really enjoyed uh, what was that? I forgot her name, uh, but she She's was got the shaved head. Yeah, 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 yeah. The hardline chick who's actually on the who's part of the Corpos. Uh, she's awesome. <laughs> I I venture to say I feel like Assassin's Creed Valhalla did a did a really good job with the you as the person playing the game can decide whether your character was interested in men or women or if you were interested in being a man or a woman. I felt like that was a really kind of a cool... It, and, and what mattered more was who you chose to date and who you didn't choose to date or who you chose to sleep with mm -hmm. because that in, impacted other things that happened in the story. It didn't really matter whether they were male or female. 
it like it was about the narrative of the story was more about whether you did already have a girlfriend or didn't already have a girlfriend whereas though I think about stories like Mass Effect and I think that would I don't know if it would change much to me playing it but I do feel like part of the thing with Mass Effect is that you're making decisions that impact the rest of the game Mm -hmm. so you decide who you who you sleep with and that makes a massive difference later on when you're dealing with other people, when you're dealing with that person again. So I feel like with I, I kind of see where you're coming from with that. You like the you like the narration, the narrative of there are some things you can do and some things you cannot. And once you've made your choice, you know, this is you play within the rules of the. And like, like I, I also do think that even within that narrative structure that there needs to be more representation. I think Mass Effect is it's, oh, it, there's, in both of these narrative adventures, Dragon Age and Mass Effect, that there isn't a good enough balance to to represent enough people. Uh, so I, I mean, in, in an ideal game, I would, I would want more representation across the entire spectrum. What's interesting about Cyberpunk is you have one dateable option based on your orientation. If you're uh, female and straight, there is one male option. If you're female and gay, there's one female option. But people have gone out of their way to hack Cyberpunk so that the your gender of choice doesn't define mm-hmm. um, who you can have a relationship with, which is which is kind of an interesting counterpoint to saying that it, if a, in a story driven game, it would change the game. It's just I'm just going to be in those scenes. They didn't intend them to be well, with a man if you pick certain characters or with a woman if you picked a, a, a different yeah. character. But that doesn't change the scenes. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's not necessarily that it's going to change the story or 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 the or the the impact of the game. For me, it's 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 more of like like really letting a character be full. Whereas right. if I'm coming to a character and their sexual orientation is whatever I graft on it as a player, then that's taking away of what that character part of is. their identity. I, that's yeah. me putting that's me projecting what I want out of that character versus that character just being who they are. Right. Mm-hmm. That that part of your sexual orientation is a piece of your identity and giving a character more identity makes them more full and more interesting. Um, well, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like for me, uh, like what Troy was saying earlier, like with mass effect, there's certain characters you can, and you can't romance in that. And for myself, that does add depth to their character because just like in real life, there's some people I can, you know, I, I'm able to date and some people I'm not dependent on, mm-hmm. you know, who I am. Um, and so for me, that does add for me. But I do realize that, I mean, I am privileged. I'm a, I'm a white, straight male. I, I realize the privilege that I have, though, in games because I do have so many options as a white, straight male in order to choose from in games. But a lot of people don't. And so I do also understand that, like the, the Harvest Moons and the other games like that, where it's like, oh, you can, as, as long as they're single, you know, you're, they're perfectly fine Ready with to you. mingle. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I love those types of games as well. So I definitely do see both sides of it. But for specific games, I do enjoy them having yeah. a sexual orientation. And I, I feel like that's what goes to it, though, that that's part of the narrative of it. The yeah. idea is that you're playing a game that has a full, like the game you're playing is not really you as the character. You're playing their story still. Yeah. You may be choosing some of the big things that happen in their lives, but that's the character. Yeah. Your character is not exactly you. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Stardew Valley or in like Animal Crossing and, and, and like, you know, I love you, Colonel Sanders. You're playing yourself. You are the person choosing who to date. So it's I, I feel like the representation of being able to say I want to date whomever I'd like to is and because there's so little of that for everyone else. I feel like it's so important but, to have yeah. games that are like that. But at the same time, like I, I agree with you, Troy. If they had if there were more options in general, I would love that too. In yeah. a narrative, I would love to have Mass Effect have like ten different people 
that you could choose. I would love I would love games to have more of that, but then it also goes down the slippery slope. Does one of them have a better story than the other? They've got to be well supported. Or, make, that's, or that's how many do yeah. you need now? Like before, it was like, yeah. hey, look, we're we're on the cutting edge. We have both men and women, and that's like a new advancement for video games. <laughs> yeah, but like then. when you sit down, it's like, I could, we want to be completely inclusive. It's like, well, how how many different options will we need? Is it just better to just you know do whatever you want? We we, we couldn't possibly make enough. But um, I don't mm-hmm. think there's a, a right or wrong answer here. I th- I think Agreed. this is just yeah. a really good discussion. I I imagine it would be really hard to actually make this decision. Were I making a game? exactly oh i don't yeah. even know what i'd be yeah I, I, there would as i stated starfish mermaid whatever i don't know what I, I don't know how i'm gonna make that work uh uh yeah so i mean that that is a that is a tasty tasty topic and uh we'll continue this conversation we're gonna chew on it for a little while we're, we're gonna chew on that and yeah feel definitely. free to chew on that as well if you want to hop into the conversation let us know you can uh, comment on our, our post on instagram or wherever you can find us and uh, yeah, nom, 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 let, nom, let's nom, continue nom. talking about it. It's good to talk about these things uh, in all forms of media. I, I definitely agree. Yeah, please let us know if you have a, if you have an opinion on that. We'd, we'd love to discuss it with you guys. Uh, so yeah, that will do it for our Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. And now that brings us to our Dragon of the Week. Adieu, adieu, adieu. It's the Dragon of the Week. So take a seat. It's the dragon of the week, and it is sweet. Dragon of the week. Dragon of the week. Dragon of the week. Dragon of the week is our chance to talk about an inspiring individual or company in the games industry, to learn about them, and to highlight them, and to love them in all the right... Nope. <laughs> to highlight them and learn about them. Well, we can Sorry. love them however we want. <laughs> yeah. There are dragons. <laughs> so let's go ahead and pass it off to Brian, who has our dragon this week, which will be continuing in our celebration of Black Hicks History Month. Yay! Woo! Woo! Take it away, Brian. That's right. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, this week I'm going to be doing Dominic Sonic Fox McLean, who, in my opinion, is God of Fighting Games. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dominic was actually born in New Jersey, but moved to Delaware at a very young age. And uh, while growing up, their older brother was into fighting games. And uh, their brother was playing Tekken 3. And even though they were only three years old at the time, Dominic could not take his eyes off the screen. They were absolutely hooked. So they played while young and were pretty darn good. Their brother later got Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. And Dominic got hooked onto that as well. So then they ended up actually going onto a website called Mortal Kombat United, mm. and they were chatting with a member, and the person was like, hey, uh, you're pretty good at this game. Uh, you should try going onto an offline tournament. And so they did. Uh, this was 2011, and Dominic was only 13 years old at this wow. point. So, so they go to Philadelphia to play in the Northeast Championship Tournament. And they actually came in ninth place, which is not half bad for A, a first tournament, and B, let alone for a 13-year-old. Yeah, a 13-year-old. <laughs> it's crazy. And uh, Dominic says that they were hooked from that point forward. They felt that adrenaline. They felt the rush. It's like a drug. Yes, yes, absolutely. There was the hype of the event. Mm-hmm. It was the pressure. It was everything. They were just completely hooked. And so they actually do love to play many different games at the same time and be an absolute boss at all of them. Uh, Dominic would actually later go on to pick up Injustice Gods Among Us when it came out and wreck house with it. In 2014, they would go on and win multiple events, including winning two tournaments in one event for both Mortal Kombat and Injustice. 
he won the tournament for two different games <laughs> at the same place. Damn. That's how good he was at both of them. And uh, they would actually go on to win the most major of major funded game tournaments, uh, Evolution Championship Series, a.k.a. EVO, in 2014, and win the Injustice Crown there and solidify their standing as among the best. And so the following year, they would actually pick up Mortal Kombat X, or 10, however you want to call it, and they would wreck house in that as well. Uh, winning most major tournaments for that year. They would win the next two EVO championships for that game as well. And uh, now I did forget to mention, Dominic is a furry. And uh, they love to wear their fursuit to tournaments and during most of their matches. Uh, they would actually also like wear their fur hats or the entire headpiece while playing. Nice. It actually ended up becoming like a calling card for him. It was dope. And uh, during one famous match at EVO 2016, during the very finals match uh, for Mortal Kombat 10, for Mortal Kombat X title, uh, they took off their hat, which was like a huge hype event because <laughs> it meant like they were getting serious now. You know, it was like the guy taking off his shirt, like, all right, we're doing this. You know, go to get, go to get serious now. And the crowd went completely bonkers. It was amazing. <laughs> look, up the, look up the video. It's a dope, dope event that happened. And the crowd was completely into it. And they ended up winning <laughs> that tournament. And so, um, unfortunately, though, Dominic would actually go on to struggle with Injustice 2 when it first came out so then they sought out a new fighting game which ended up being dragon ball fighter z and uh, this is when they would become huge outside the gaming community and so this is when they would become huge outside the fighting gaming community Uh, they were already eye-catching what with their fursuit larger than life personality and godlike skills but it was actually their rivalry with a fellow fighting game god that would catapult them uh, they had an epic rivalry almost immediately with Japanese legend Goichi Kishida, who was winning all of his tournaments in Japan, while Dominic was winning all of his tournaments in America. Goichi was celebrating a tournament win in Japan and said in English, you're next, Sonic Fox. Oh. Like, completely just, like, you know, playing up the uh, <laughs> the whole fighting game community. <laughs> and so during their next tournament win, uh, Dominic said, Omewa Mao Shinderu. Which translates to, you are already dead, which is a famous anime line. (laughs) So their first three meetings, Dominic lost. Then they kept working at it. They finally beat Goichi the next go around, and then it went back and forth for a little while. And then finally, they headed to EVO 2018, and their match was basically the headline event. Like, even though them facing each other in the finals wasn't guaranteed, as they both still had to get there, it was still like the most played up thing possible. These two legends, these two titans just going at it. Both competitors actually ended up making it to the finals and facing each other. Dominic had already sent Goichi to the loser's bracket earlier in the tournament, but he fought through the bracket and made it to the finals to face Dominic again. Ooh, climbed back up. Yeah, in an epic finals for the ages, Goichi would fight back and reset the bracket. But it was Sonic Fox himself that would take the crown. After winning... They donned their fursuit head and completely celebrated. <laughs> but not just that. They w- they went over and they made sure that they shook Goichi's hand. Nice. They did, you know, the, the proper nice. thing. You know, they're awesome. And then they immediately took out their phone and tweeted to the world, I'm gay. Also the best Dragon Ball Fighter Z player in the effing planet. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. It was amazing. Um, I absolutely love Sonic Fox. Not only are they being exactly who they are, they're doing it with the attitude of like, yeah, so what? F you. This is who I am. They are just an amazing 
um, presence in the fighting game community. And uh, before I'm done with him, though, I did want to highlight that Dominic is also an amazing human being on top of that. Uh, They had found out that one of their competitors that they were facing, uh, their dad had stage three colon cancer. So before their top four match, Dominic told him, hey, if I win, I'm going to split some of whatever my winnings are with you for your dad. And so they would actually go on to win the entire tournament, and they pledged $10,000 out of their $40,000 winnings to his dad's treatments. Wow. Which was pretty dope. To go on, Dominic is the most winningest fighting game player ever. They won an eSport Player of the Year at the Game Awards, and they were a part of Forbes 30 Under 30 honors, I think a couple of years ago. Uh, They've won more than $600,000 in tournaments uh, alone, and then also money from other revenue sources as well. They've been signed on to many different esports teams and sponsorships, all that other jazz. Uh, They are truly worthy of the word dragon. And I would like to end this with just three words, which is the first three words on their Twitter profile. Black, non-binary, furry. And it's the perfect way to sum up Sonic Fox. Beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, I I, He's awesome. I I remember I remember Sonic Fox at the Game Awards a few years ago. Uh, they won Best Esports Player, and they had like the most heartfelt speech that was just so real and so genuine. And I was it just like yes. mel- it just melted your heart. It was so good. So th- thank you. I, I I enjoyed learning more about their background. Absolutely. So yeah, unfortunately though, that will do it for this week's episode. Bum, 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 bum. Wow. Wow. However. We do still have our comment of the week. And this week is going to be brought to us by Joe. That is right. This week, I want to shed a little light on a dope comment made by Nack64. His comment is, Pikachu, after eating pasta and training with Goku. Now, if you're wondering what that has to do with, it has to do with how awesome Mario looks when he gets the Giga Bell and he's about to fight Kaiju Bowser. <laughs> Nack was hanging out with us on our stream on Saturday and he and along with a whole lot of the other gang we were all having a blast watching Mario become like Super Saiyan Mario <laughs> and in a cat suit like like a, a golden lion of crazy coming out <laughs> and so Nack just kind of cracked me up I started laughing pretty hard when I saw that it was like Pikachu after eating pasta I was like oh my god it just keeps going this is the best I love it thank you so thank you Nack you're, you're a great guy thanks uh, if you would like awesome. to be next week's comment of the week, then head on over to twitch.tv backslash taste of dragons. You'll have six opportunities as we live stream six days a week. Head over there. Check out our schedule. You'll have lots of fun. That's twitch.tv backslash taste of dragons. Awesome. And then as always, though, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. And I'm Joe. And we are the The Taste Taste of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. 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 Bye-